Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Shar, and this is where we make light of life one episode at a time. As I said in the last episode, I am pre-recording some things for the month of December because I am taking the month off of podcasting. So I am pre-recording episodes that they go up every Monday. That is going to be the schedule going into 2024. And for 2024, Monday is going to be the day. I've never really had a set schedule for this podcast, but I'm excited to take it a little more seriously and actually try to make this I don't want to say make it a business because that just sounds too masculine and money hungry, which is not the case, but I do want to make this a career is what I should say. And I believe the first step in making anything creative a career is to take it more seriously because when you take it seriously, other people will too. Of course, We're not going to take ourselves too seriously, though, because this is where we make light of life. This is where we learn to laugh things off and smile through all of the ups and downs of life. This uh, podcast is about mindset and mental health and motherhood and all the things that we go through in our 30s or that the people we know are going through in their 30s. This is a safe space for being able to relate to each other, but also to teach each other and help each other when it comes to getting through these things so that we actually have solutions. We're not just here to vent and bitch and moan about our problems. We're here to move forward because life is too short. And we, I mean, I know for me, my goal in life is to have as much fun as possible before I die. That is my life's goal. I'm an Enneagram 7, so maybe that's why. But that is my purpose is to have fun, to spread joy, to spread love, and to really enjoy this limited amount of time that I have on this planet. So today we are talking about how I'm getting focused. Today is November 26th, Sunday, November 26th, but this is probably not going to go up for another month. I still feel, actually, I think feel and know that this is still going to be the perfect episode at the perfect time whenever you listen to this, whether you listen to it as soon as it goes up, whether you listen to it in a year or two from now. But I really feel like right now, this is the time and the place where people are getting more focused in time for the new year. I know that for me and for many others, the end of the year or the beginning of the year is when we really think about our lives and our future and we reflect on the past and we want to figure out how we can have a better future. And I already did my 2023 recap of everything that happened this year. New stuff is still going on even since then, but we are ready to move forward. And so I hope that this episode inspires you, motivates you. I recommend if you're not driving or working out, I recommend grabbing some paper and a pen and taking notes and figuring out what you want your life to look like in 2024, how you're going to get there. And I know that that's a really big 
vague task. So really what we're doing today is we're not making a whole life plan, but we are talking about how we can even get in the right mindset to move forward. If you've been stuck in a rut, if 2023 was not your best year, if you're not feeling good about where you're at, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like things are out of your control, this is the episode for you because we're talking about the steps that I'm taking and the steps that I recommend you take to even get to that place where you're in the right mindset to think about your future. Because when you are really feeling stuck, when you're really feeling like life is weighing heavily on you and you're hitting obstacle after obstacle and whether that's health problems, relationship problems, financial problems, or something else or all of the above, maybe multiple big traumatic things have happened this year and it just feels like, you know, when it rains, it pours. I think for a lot of people, um, well, I mean, actually, I don't really know because we never really know what's going on behind the curtain, right? Not everyone is as transparent as I am about what's going on in my life. But I know that for some people, it may feel like good and bad things happen at once. And there's kind of like this dichotomy of, well, this is really good right now, but this is really bad right now. And then for other people, at least for me, I feel like it all kind of happens at once. Like I'll have a whole year where it's like everything is going right and my life is pretty close to perfect. That would be 2022. But then I'll have a year like 2023 where it's like everything seems to be going wrong. And for whatever reason, I feel like that's just the way my life has been where I have these like huge ups and downs instead of like these little ups and downs throughout the year. So that's kind of where I'm at. But no matter where you're at, I really feel that this episode is going to be beneficial for you because we all have problems, right? Whether your problems are big or small, whether you have a lot of problems or maybe just one thing that's happening right now, I believe that this episode is going to be good for you. And so I do recommend that you take notes if you are driving or working out or doing something where you can't take notes, maybe you're cleaning up around your house while you're listening to this, I recommend coming back and listening to it again with a piece of paper and just jotting down either a to-do list or how you're feeling right now or how you want to feel next year. Whatever comes to mind really is what I recommend that you do. Just write something down. And what I'm also going to do before I go into those steps to get to the right mindset for opening up your world to change, I'm going to go through, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to, I'm going to bring us down and grounded to the present. And I'm going to go through my to-do list for today because today is Sunday. I do like to do my weekly resets on Sundays. So if you're new here or if you're not aware, I'm going to give you just a brief little summary of what my schedule is like. So I am a single mom. I have been raising my son on my own since he was a year and a half, almost two years old. Now he's a little over nine years old. So I've been single since 2016. I do have help from my parents, from his dad. His dad lives out of state, so it's not a, a, you know, a ton of help 
just because of the proximity. But, you know, I have support in my life, but 90% of the time, my son is with me 24 seven. I have primary custody, all of that. So obviously that's a job in itself. I do have a full-time job Monday through Friday from eight to four, and I am finishing my master's degree. I'll be done in January. And I do have a couple side hustles as well to supplement my income. So I'm obviously very busy. My time is packed, you know, from morning till night, from Monday through Friday. I have stuff going on because I work at my full-time job and then my evenings are usually taken up with school right now. And if it's not school, it's my side hustles. And of course, motherhood is a constant job. Um, And then Saturdays, I usually reserve Friday nights and Saturdays for my social plans, for fun things, to see my family and friends, and to really just enjoy my life. And then Sundays, I try not to plan anything. Sometimes it just happens that way. But I try to leave Sundays open so that I can have at least one day a week to clean, read, relax, record podcast episodes like this and just enjoy some time at home by myself and with my human son and my cat daughter and to just be able to catch up on other things I haven't been able to do throughout the week. So that is how my week looks. And of course, this has changed over the years. I was a full-time entrepreneur for eight years, and then I had a different job where my hours were longer, but I was working from home a lot. So I was able to kind of mix things in between calls and stuff like that. So, you know, life is constantly changing. I used to not be in school. Now I'm in school and soon that's going to be done too. But that is my schedule as of now. And so I wanted to go through my to-do list for today. I have a monster to-do list, guys, and it's already 12.08 p.m. So needless to say, I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about trying to get all of this done before the week starts tomorrow. And if you have experienced the Sunday scaries, you know what I'm saying when I say that I'm already feeling a little bit anxious about work. And so... I am going to do my best to get this to-do list done, and none of these things are life or death. If I don't get every single little thing done, it's okay, and I have to remind myself of that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not in the military fighting a war. I'm not doing anything where like if I don't get something done, it's literally someone's life on the line, and I have to remind myself of that that like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. So this is the list that I've put together. Number one that I'm going to do as soon as I'm done with recording this episode is I'm going to journal. Something that I, journaling is something that I have had a really hard time doing this year. And that's for a couple reasons. Number one is Sitting alone with your thoughts is scary, especially when you're going through a hard time. That might be the most important time to journal, but it's also the hardest time because you might not want to face what you're dealing with. Um, And then I would say the second reason why journaling has been so hard for me is just the fact of having to slow down, sit down, and, and do that. Sorry, my son is talking about something in the background. I need to make sure he's okay. Life of a mother. Okay, he's pooping and talking to himself in the toilet. So 
Anyways, journaling has just been something that's been difficult for me to stay consistent with, but it is something I'm going to do today. It's just so important for me to get those thoughts and those feelings out of my body and onto paper, and I know that I'll be able to focus more after I do that. I use the Peacefully Productive Journal by Hustle Sanely, and I love it because it gives you prompts, but then it also gives you space to write whatever you want. I think it can be intimidating when there's just this blank piece of paper and you don't know what to say or what to write and just seems kind of daunting. And so I love that there's prompts to kind of assess how I'm feeling mentally, physically, things like that and what I'm thinking about. And then I can continue writing in the blank area if I have more that I want to get out of my body. So after journaling, the second thing I'm going to do is eat a healthy breakfast. I have to confess it is 12-12 right now, and I have not had breakfast yet. I had a cheese stick and an Alani New, and now I'm drinking a nice coffee. 10 out of 10 don't recommend doing this to your body. I have gotten really good at eating the right amount of nutrients. I usually have six small meals a day, every two and a half to three hours. I start eating as soon as I wake up in the morning within the first half hour to an hour, all the way up until it's time to go to bed. And that has been the best thing for my body, a high protein, low glycemic diet where I'm eating those small meals throughout the day. And that makes me feel and look what I believe is my best. Um, But today is just an off day. So I normally don't act like this. And yeah, it's just, it is what it is. But I am going to have a healthy breakfast when I'm done with this episode. Then I'm going to make my bed and then I'm going to take a shower. So usually I save my shower for after I'm done cleaning because I just feel like I get gross anyway and I feel like I need a shower after I clean. So it's like, why would I shower twice? But today I'm not doing a ton of cleaning. I have other things that I need to do that are more important. So I'm going to shower first because I do believe that when I shower and get ready a little bit, it helps me focus, it helps me concentrate, and it helps me feel my best. So I'm going to shower. I'm going to wash my hair. Haven't done that in a while. I'm not going to shave my legs because it's winter and I'm single and no one's going to see my legs. So I'm just going to shower, wash my hair, brush my teeth, floss, obviously, um, do my skincare, probably just like throw some curling stuff in my hair and put it in braids because that seems to be the best thing for my hair. I might just leave it out of braids and like let it air dry like that. I'm not really sure. We'll see when I get to that. But um, I do have extensions. So it's really important that I take good care of them and that I make sure they don't get too dirty and tangled. Um, And then I might put on like some light makeup, maybe just some lip gloss and mascara, something like that. Again, just to feel my best. That's something that I really want to focus on in 2024 is doing whatever makes me feel like my best self. And that means getting ready even if I'm just at home. That means putting on a cute workout set when I'm working out even if it's just at home, like doing the things that make me look and feel my best so that I can be more confident in all areas of my life. And I think, feel, and know that that's just going to elevate my life as a whole. Because all of these little things kind of piece together and compound and they create your life. 
Then I'm going to load the dishes. I have a sink full of dishes right now. I did unload them last night, but I need to load them. Then I'm going to put away my clean clothes. I have a little bit of laundry left to still put away. And then I'm going to lay out outfits for tomorrow for my son and I. So I didn't know this until people were talking about it in my networking group recently, but apparently a lot of parents lay out and plan out their kids' outfits for the entire week ahead, which I have never done. I've barely even figured out and planned his outfit for like the next day. Usually it's the morning of and I'm scrambling. So I'm going to start with at least planning our outfits for tomorrow. Um, one day ahead. I think a whole week ahead is a little too daunting for me at this point, um, especially because in Michigan, the weather changes all the time. So it's like you never know what they're actually going to be able to wear that day, but I can at least do one day. So I'm going to do that. So that's all figured out. And then I'm going to do the homework part of my day. I have a lot of homework to do. I have two dis discussion questions to answer. I have some um, participation to do. I have to do like a participation comment. I have to do um, a matrix for my group project. My class is strategic management right now. It's my last class for my MBA, and it is a lot of work. So I'm going to be doing that. That's probably going to take me at least three to four hours to do all of that, I would assume. Maybe two hours if I'm just super hyper-focused and fast today for whatever reason. After that, I'm going to do some work for one of my side hustles, my makeup and skincare business. I do have an order to process. I have a few orders to pack, and then I'm going to ship those off tomorrow. And I also have a library book to drop off tomorrow. I wrote that down on today's list just so that I don't forget. And then I'm going to do some work for my other side hustle, which is health coaching. And I'm going to schedule my Facebook posts for the week. Scheduling posts in advance has literally been a game changer, a lifesaver for me and my schedule. Um, and then I'm going to plan my route for my full-time job for tomorrow. So for those of you that don't know, I'm the business development manager for a local restoration company. It's all in person. And pretty much all I do is meet with people in person, whether that's cold calls coming to their businesses unannounced or having preset meetings, um, coffees, lunches. I do a lot of networking events, especially with the Chamber of Commerce in the area and things like that. So I always have to have a route where I know like where I'm driving to and what I'm doing because I'm usually in the car all day. And sometimes Actually, I would say 99% of the time I figure out my route the morning of, but today I'm going to plan it out today for tomorrow so that I wake up in the morning, I get ready, I drop tray off, and then I can go on my route and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I don't have to think about it. Um, and then on that same note, I'm going to plan out my day for tomorrow, make a to-do list for tomorrow in advance, make my schedule, kind of just plan things out. So again, I already have it pre-planned. I don't have to think about it too much in the morning and be scrambling and stressing out. And then I'm finally going to walk on the treadmill and try to get some steps in today. You may or may not know that I sprained my ankle in October, so I didn't work out for like a month. And I'm finally just now, now it's been like almost two months, and I'm finally getting back into the groove of working out. I was honestly really scared that I would hurt myself again, and so I've been very 
slow at getting back into it. And I know I've lost a lot of my strength. I've gained weight and stuff like that. And I'm trying not to let it get to me too much because shit happens. Um, you know, athletes get injured. Like it just happens and you have to like just figure out how to move forward from there. And so I used to do like 10, 15, 20,000 steps a day, but Today, I'm going to focus on 8,000 steps. Um, For the last couple weeks, I've been getting like four to six. And then yesterday, I think I got like eight or nine. I'm just trying to creep up to that 10K point again and not try to stress out about it too much. So today, I'm going to try to get to at least 8,000. And then by 6 p.m., my goal is to be able to relax, read, watch whatever I want for a few hours before bed, and then lights out by like 9 30 10 something like that um again this is a lot so i don't know if that's actually going to happen but that's my goal is that by 6 p.m i'm going to have my laptop closed i'm going to have everything accomplished and i can just relax and enjoy my life for a few hours and kind of calm myself down um, before monday so that is my list for the day And by the way, I am going to have timestamps in the show notes so that if you didn't have any interest in what I just talked about, you can skip forward to the actual steps and guidance that I'm going to be giving you (laughs) because not everyone probably cares about what I do in my day-to-day life. I don't know. It's something that I like to hear. I'm just always interested in what happens behind the scenes, behind the curtains and like just knowing how someone lives their daily life, I think in itself can be really inspiring and motivating and encouraging and also helps me feel less alone, like in my struggles and that, you know, everyone has these tasks that they do, like everyone's human. And I think we can forget that a lot when we see all, all of the aesthetically pleasing posts and videos and things like that online. Okay. So now we are getting to the main part of this episode, the most exciting part, and it's probably going to be the shortest part, (laughs) which is how I am in my productive, focused, healthy, and wealthy area, area, era. Oh my gosh, guys, help. Um, These are my five steps to success that you can implement as well. So number one, Decide that it's not going to be this way forever. So anything in life that you want to change, whether that's a habit, a job, an environment, a location where you live, a relationship, a friendship, anything, is you have to decide that change is even possible because I don't know about you, but like, we'll just use this as an example. Like when I'm sick, like when I sprained my ankle, I was like, what if I'm like this forever? Like, or after a breakup, which hasn't happened to me in a while, but I remember what it feels like. Of course, I've had a few big breakups in my life. I've had a couple long-term relationships of several years. And you feel like you feel like you're gonna feel that way forever. And you're just like, am I going to feel like shit forever? Am I going to be sad forever? Am I ever gonna get over this? Is my life ever gonna change? 
Am I always going to be alone? Am I always going to be sick? Am I always going to be sad? Am I always going to be broke? Am I always going to be unhealthy? And the answer to that question is up to you. You have to decide that it's not going to be this way forever, that it is going to change, that change is possible, even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't seem like it, even if it doesn't feel like it. You may not be able to control every situation and every aspect of your life, but what you can control is your mind and you can control the decisions that you make. And so you can decide it's not going to be this way forever. Number one, if you don't make that decision, then anything after that doesn't matter because you're not going to be acting and speaking and thinking and feeling in a way that is going to cultivate change. You are going to stay stuck if you think that you're going to stay stuck because your actions are always a reflection of your thoughts and your thoughts are a reflection of your beliefs and your beliefs are a decision. It's kind of like fake it till you make it. Like you might not feel confident. Like I haven't been feeling like my most confident self. Like I said, I haven't really really been able to work out and I haven't really been feeling good about my body. But you know what? I'm going to decide that all of that can change. I'm going to decide that my body can change, that I have so much time in my life to still get to my healthiest, best, fittest self. Like, I am 36, almost 37, which to you might sound old, might sound young, but in the grand scheme of things, if I live to be 100, which my Polish ancestors did, then I'm only a third of the way into my life, right? Like I'm not even halfway through my life. So I have so much time and I'm still able to do that. Like it's never too late to change anything. And so I get to decide, okay, I can still be confident and I can still be hot and feel hot and I'm going to decide to do that today. And then I'm going to base my actions, just naturally I'm going to base my actions around that. And so that's why I said like I'm going to start getting ready more. I'm going to start looking cute more, even if it's just to go to the grocery store, even if it's just to hang out at home, which I normally don't do that. Like I I just don't really care if people think I look like crap. I don't really care what people think. Like obviously if I'm doing something for work or if I'm going out with friends or if I'm going to be taking pictures, like I'm going to look cute. But I always felt like, you know, it's such a waste, like it's a waste of time and energy and effort to like try to look good when I'm not even going to see anyone I know when it doesn't really matter. But like it does matter because it changes the way that I feel about myself. Like when I look in the mirror and I feel like I look better, then I'm going to feel more confident and I'm going to act confident. And even just that can change your life forever because when you're acting confident, you might do things that you might not normally do. You're going to take actions that you might not normally take when you're not feeling confident, right? And so it's about making that decision that something can change. And even if you don't feel that way right now, it's 
pretending that you do until you actually do. It's like when I'm having a bad day and I just kind of let that feeling take over, like, oh, I'm having such a bad day. I feel like shit. My life sucks. Whatever. I don't care about anything. And then I go through my day like with that kind of looping in my head and kind of dwelling and continuously thinking about how much my life sucks. Like if if I think my life sucks, I'm going to act like it sucks, right? But if I like I'm having a bad day, like I woke up in the morning and I found cat puke and then my son spilled his drink all over and everything's a mess and I'm rushing out the door and my son doesn't want to go to school and he's not putting his shoes on and then we're a half hour late and then I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst mom in the world. I'm late to everything. I suck. I'm a failure. Like I could do one of two things. I could be like, yeah, I suck. I'm a failure. And it is what it is. This is just a bad day. The rest of the day is going to suck too because it started this way. Or I can be like, you know what? I'm not a failure. Shit happens. I might have had a shitty morning, but it is what it is. It's fine. Like I'm going to still put a smile on my face and choose to be happy. Like it does affect my mood for the rest of the day. It's not going to change the past. It's not going to change the fact that like I had a shitty morning and like things happened and I wasn't happy about the way it started. It doesn't change that and that's okay, but it's changing the way I feel for the rest of the day. And that's the most important thing. The most important thing ever, 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 ever in life. And I, this is the hill that I will die on. The most important thing in your life is how you feel. The most important thing in your life is your mental health and your mindset. I don't care about anything else. I, I really don't. Like that is number one that's more important than your job, your status, your social status, your money that you have in your bank account. It's more important than if people like you or not. It's more important than if you're single or not. It's more important than your size, your shape, your weight. The most important thing, number one, is how you feel. And if you don't like the way that you feel, the great thing is, the best news is that you can change it. So isn't it amazing to know that the most important thing in your life is something that you can change? I mean, that is just like mind-blowing to me. That is so exciting to me. And so I really hope that you, if you take one thing from this episode, please let it be that, that like the most important thing in your life is the way you feel. And that is the one thing that you can change. You don't have to let your surroundings get to you. Now, I know that they do because horrible things happen and we're human and we have feelings and we can get triggered and we can get upset. And I'm not saying like you're never going to be upset again, but what I'm saying is you don't have to dwell on the fact that you're upset. Like you're allowed to be triggered. You're allowed to be mad. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be traumatized. Like trauma happens. A lot of trauma has happened to me. Things that people have nightmares about, things that people make documentaries about, like those things have happened to me. But I can choose to not let that thing take over my whole life, take over my whole day, take over my whole mindset. I can choose to not dwell on that thing right now. I can choose to say, okay, I'll talk about that in therapy. Okay, I'll journal about that later. I'll talk with a friend about that. But right now, I'm going to focus on all the good things in my life. That's what I choose to focus on right now. You can choose where your focus goes, where your energy goes. And isn't that amazing to know? I mean, I think it is. 
So number two, figure out what you can control. So like I said, you can control your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, but you can control other things too. Like let's say you don't like your job and you want a new job. Okay. You can't control if someone else hires you, but you can control what you apply for. You can control what your resume looks like. You can control how you show up to the interview. You can control the connections that you have. If you need to do more networking, if you need to send more messages on LinkedIn, you can control all of those things. You can't always control the end result because you can't control like who hires you or not. But if you don't apply to that job, they can't hire you for that job, right? It's kind of like with dating. Like if you don't like being single, but you're not going on dates, you're not on any apps, you don't want anyone to hook you up with anybody, you're not going out, you're not telling anyone that you're single, you're not going to speed dating events or meetups with singles, you're not trying at all, like you're you're not opening yourself up to all of the avenues where someone could find you and your person might be trying to find you. Your person, if you believe that you're not supposed to be single, if you believe that you're supposed to be married someday, then there is someone out there for you because God wouldn't give you that desire just for you to be disappointed and upset and like not be able to have that desire. Like I don't believe in, in that kind of God. I really don't. So like even if it's something when it comes to having kids, like let's say that you want to have kids and you're having trouble getting pregnant. That's not something that I've dealt with, but I have friends, family members, my own mom dealt with infertility before she had me. And the thing is, it might not happen in the way that you want it to. Maybe you won't have biological children, but maybe you'll adopt. Maybe you'll foster. Maybe you'll have pet children for babies. Maybe you'll have nieces and nephews or your friends will have kids that you can play with. And that thing is still going to happen in a different way. Maybe you'll be like that you know, bonus mom to somebody. Maybe you'll be a stepmom. Like these things can come into our world in unexpected ways, but like you have to open yourself up to them, right? And it takes time. Like I'm not saying that you're going to pray one time and the next day you're going to find your person or you're going to get pregnant or you're going to have that dream job or you're going to have that dream home or whatever it may be. Um, and I mean, miracles happen. Like of course it can happen overnight, but that's rare because we live in a society, a simulation where there is such a thing as time. Time is a construct, but it's real when it comes to the world that we're living in. And so your spiritual self might be like, I want this thing right now. I need it right now. I desire it now. And I know I'm meant to have it now. But like we still live in a human world where things are going to take time. Your your dream person is going to have to find you or you're going to have to find them. And maybe there's other obstacles going on that are blocking it because everyone has a free will. And maybe they're dealing with, you know, they're still dealing with a messy divorce that's taking like a really long time. And that's why you haven't met them yet. So there's different things like that, that we can't control, but we can control opening ourselves up to those opportunities. We can control how much we try, right? And how much we believe. We can control that. And we can control how we react when things don't go our way. And we can control, again, that that comes down to how we feel, right? Like, are we going to live our lives upset and depressed and mad and sad that we don't have every single little thing that we want. Like that's such a waste of time that, I mean, that's a really shitty way to live, right? Like we need to enjoy what we do have, even if it's just having a roof over our head and food on our plates. It might not be the healthiest food because maybe you can't afford it. Maybe it was food from a food bank. Maybe you got it with food stamps. Maybe a friend brought you food or 
someone else paid for your food. Like those are things to be grateful for no matter where it came from because you still have food. You're still able to eat. You're still able to survive and live and breathe. And that's a gift in itself. So number three, cut out all distractions. I had to give my situationship the, you know, the old heave ho. I was like, I can't do this right now. Like I have way too much going on in my life. And I'm to the point where like, I either need to date someone who's going to be all in with me and like help me and be all in with my life and jump in two feet and actually partner up with me so that we can help each other and like link arms and fight through this crazy world together. Or I don't want you at all. Like I can't just do a situationship where I'm like in the margins of someone's life or they're in the margins of mine and they're kind of like hovering on the edge and we're just kind of like squeezing each other in where we can and we're not actually involved in each other's lives. Like that's not something that I have the space for. You're either all the way in my life or you're all the way out. And like that's just me and different things work for different people and different things work at different times. But like my life is really hard and stressful all the time. So I can't like have more stress on top of it. I can't be worrying and wondering, are we ever going to be together? Do you actually care about me? What's going on? Like, you know, when I get in a car accident, like I did last weekend, or maybe it was two weekends ago, I can't remember now, but like, you know, or when I sprained my ankle or when I'm having a tough day with my kid and I really wish I had help and someone to watch him, like, I don't need someone who's just going to text me and be like, oh, are you okay? Like, I'll be here if you need anything and then not actually do anything. Like, I need someone who's going to be able to drop everything and come over and help me and be with me and, you know, help me with my groceries and help me around the house and vice versa. Obviously, I would do that for them as well. But like, I can't deal with like half-ass, you know, I support you, but like, what are you actually doing to support me? Like, I need someone who's going to put actions behind their words and a situationship is not something that is beneficial to me. Like it's just not doing anything for my life. Like I'd rather just not have it at all because it's a distraction. And so that's one of the biggest distractions that I cut out of my life. I was like, I need at least a two month break, like from seeing you, like I need to at least like be done with school and then I'll see where I'm at because it's just not something that I can deal with right now. Like I need someone who's all in with me and allows me to be all in with them. And I want to be a family. I want our kids to know each other and love each other. And I want us to do everything together because life is hard for everyone and we need to be able to come together and help each other out. And so that's the kind of relationship that I want. And anything else is just a distraction. You know, maybe for you, it's friendships, it's toxic friends that cause drama or you know, again, say that they're supportive, but don't do anything to actually support you. Like, what are you doing for me? And what are you allowing me to do for you? You know, are they allowing you to come into their world and help them with things? Or is it one sided where you're always doing stuff for them and they're never doing anything for you? Like, it's not a tip for tat thing, but also we want reciprocal friendships and relationships. And maybe the distraction for you is something even simpler Maybe it's just social media. Maybe it's like looking at everyone else's lives and their um, highlight reels and seeing what they have and what they're doing and their perfect holiday season. And, you know, they just went and spent $1,000 on gifts for people and you can spend like $20 per person and you're going to thrift stores and, you know, that's how you're doing your holiday season. Maybe you can't do gifts at all this year. Like 
get off social media. Like turn off that shit until January if you have to. Like maybe it's just making you feel worse. And that's okay if you have to take a break. Like social media is not going anywhere. It's going to be there. And if you feel like you're going to miss out on what your friends and family are doing and you want to be able to catch up with them, call them, text them, do it the old-fashioned way, get together with them instead of watching their stuff and comparing yourself. I know for me, like there's that quote, don't compare yourself with strangers on the internet. For me, it's not strangers. It's my friends. It's my family. It's people in my personal life. It's people. Those are the people that I compare myself with. I compare myself to people that I've known for 20, 30 years who have the house and the picket fence and the dog and the husband and the kids. And I wish that I had that. I wish I had their six-figure income. I wish I had their dual income, but I don't. And so for me, it's easier to just shut it off. And then when I meet with them in person, I hear what's actually going on. Oh, my husband and I are fighting. My husband is abusive. He doesn't help me with anything. I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I feel stuck. I feel trapped. I'm going crazy. You know, then you hear the realness instead of just looking at the highlight reels. On that note, number four is find your community. And by this, I don't just mean friends. I mean people who are on the same or a similar journey and you can encourage each other and motivate each other and inspire each other. And I'm telling you as a single mom, it is really hard for me to be friends with moms who aren't single moms or who have never been because they just don't understand the struggle. It doesn't mean that I don't love them. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. But for me, like my core friends, like my best friend who is a mom, she was a single mom for years and years and she just got married. And she and they still struggle with finances. They still struggle with things because she was a single mom for so long and like he has his own stuff. And it's like I need people who not only are struggling with the same thing or have in the past, but have also gotten through it and have solutions. So again, it's not about just like bitching and moaning about how hard our lives are and how much they suck. It's like, okay, I've been through this. This is how I got through it. This is how I'm going through it. And this is how we're going to help each other through it. That is what community is all about. It's not just about bitching and moaning. It's definitely not about hiding what you're going through and just having like surface level friendships. Again, it doesn't mean I can't be friends with those people, but they're not my core. They're not like the main people that I want around me all the time because that doesn't benefit anyone. If someone's not being vulnerable and opening up and, you know, sometimes you have to take that first step. Maybe you have to be the first one to be vulnerable and be like, you know what? I'm going through a lot of shit right now and just being honest with them. And sometimes they'll be vulnerable with you back. Sometimes they won't. But like sometimes you have to be the one to take that leap and open that door and open up to them so that you can get to a deeper level of friendship. Sometimes it is on you. And I know that can be scary because they might think you're crazy. They might think you're weird. And you know what? If they do, then they're just not your person. Like you don't have to be friends with everyone you meet. You definitely don't have to be best friends. You can be acquaintances. Like you can have different, you know, tiers of friends. Like I have different friends for different things, different activities. You know, I have some friends that are sober. I have some friends that like to drink. I have some friends that are moms. I have some friends that aren't. Like I have single friends, married friends, and everything in between. But I know like who my top, you know, two, three, four people are that like if I'm in a crisis, those are the people that I'm going to call. And that is your community. Your community is there to be there for you and you for them like I was just talking about. 
And then number five, this is the last one and the most important one is believe in yourself. You need to be your number one biggest cheerleader, biggest advocate. Like you need to believe that you are hot shit. Like still be humble, like humble enough to know that not everything is going to work out perfectly all the time and you're not going to be perfect, but confident enough to know that you deserve everything that you have worked so hard for. Like we are in our 30s. We are millennials. We are the overachievers of the world. More than likely, we all got bachelor's degrees. Many of us got master's degrees. We have 10 or 20 years of experience. We've probably been working since we were 14 or 16 or 18 years old. Like we probably worked all through college. Like most of us were not spoiled. We were raised by boomers. We were taught that hard work is important. We were taught that this is how you succeed in life. And so we all have the accolades. We all have the experience. We all have the degrees. And so you need to believe that you deserve what you want. You deserve that position. You deserve that income. You deserve that success. You've worked for it. You've paid your dues. And now it's time to reap those rewards. And so it's about, you know, that dichotomy, that holding both, holding the confidence and holding the hope that your future is going to get better while being grateful for where you are and being grateful for the journey. But knowing that change is happening and that you deserve it and you believe that you can have it and you're going to get there. And all of this, all of the struggle, all of the blood, sweat, and tears, all of this someday is just going to be a memory. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, wow, like I am so strong. Like I am so amazing for getting through that. And now look at where I am. Look at where I've ended up. Like I am a fucking badass. Like that is how you need to see yourself. And so I hope that this episode helped you. I would love to know what you got out of it. Make sure that you follow this podcast, subscribe to notifications. You can answer the Q&A on Spotify, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars. I would be so grateful for you. I mean, I already am, but I'd be even more grateful if you did that. And also make sure that you follow me on Instagram at on your bold and at thank you for laughing. Screenshot this episode and tag me on your story so that I know you are listening and DM me any thoughts that you have, any questions, any ideas for future episodes that you want to see in 2024. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and thank you for laughing with me. We'll see you next time. Bye.